are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a November 29th Thursday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, writer and editor at LeBron Wire, writer for the Associated Press, and former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. It is a Thursday. It is Thursday morning. It's almost noon here in the Portland area, and your Portland Trailblazers are in the win column once again after a 115-112 win over the Orlando Magic to snap a three-game losing streak. They did so behind 41 points from Damian Lillard, another MVP-type performance, which we're going to talk about his season so far, how it looks after last night's game later on in the show. But uh, Portland was was down in in the first half, and, and Dame really put the team on his back uh, to start the half and hit a franchise record 10 three-pointers in the game. Portland almost blew the game at the very end. They missed 10 free throws in the fourth quarter, but that did not ruin the game for them. They were able to escape with the win 115-112 over a pretty decent Orlando team that came into the Moda Center last night. And as I mentioned, Portland gets a very good win. They get that winning feeling back ahead of what will be a big game on Friday. Uh, And according to Jason Quick, who his report over at The Athletic, uh, Terry Stotts gave them a pretty stern talking to at halftime because the Blazers were getting outplayed. Everyone was kind of in the here-we-go-again mode. The the Blazers' fatalism was kicking in. Oh, this team is a fraud. Oh, this team isn't really as good. That start was, was all smoke and mirrors, et cetera, et cetera. All the Blazers' fatalism mindset was setting in at halftime. But then Damian Lillard reminded us that he is Damian Lillard and that with him, great things are possible. He really just took the game over and with Orlando being the team that they don't really have any good point guards he clearly saw an opening to really just take the game over and that's exactly what Dame did and uh, it's really fun to watch him uh, do these do, go on these runs he's had a couple 40 point games this season but just to see him take over a game is just one of the most fun things to watch in the league period it's not uh and I think it's really important to realize that from being where we are, that that we're very lucky in this market to have a guy like Lillard to watch on a nightly basis because uh, he's as good as it gets in the NBA period. And uh, his mindset at halftime, he told Jason Quick, I'm being honest when I say this, when those situations come up, I just know how to make my mind up. I think that's the best way to describe it. So it's Dame kind of realizing the balance of being a superstar player and being a team player. And that is the line that he has to walk. And I don't know if anybody walks it. I think it's between him 
and Steph and LeBron, you know, those guys really know how to take over a game and lead a team. And uh, I think Lillard has been on that level. And with his shooting, I mean, he's he's on a level that a lot of guys are just not. And so uh, he, he showed people why, again, he was first team all NBA last year. Uh, Nick Stauskas uh, had some great quotes about that's what all NBA guys do. That's what MVPs do. And Portland, they they got the win because of Dame's offense and his excellent play. I also have to give them credit for their game plan against Nikola Vucevic, really going after him on the defensive end and eventually fouling him out at the end of the game. Uh, Portland did a great job of attacking and, and, and not letting Vucevic get comfortable in the game. He only had 20 points, which uh, is below his career averages against Portland and his you know, it's right around his averages but he for this season. But, uh, you know, coming in, he was coming off a couple 35-point 30, games uh, in, in L.A. and in Oakland and really just dominating. So for Portland to more or less neutralize him and not let him have a, an out-of-character game, an above-average game, I thought was really nice for the Trailblazers. Also uh, really cool that they were able to get – Terry Snott's his 400th career win on thir- on Wednesday night. So Portland had a couple of opportunities. He was sitting on 399 for the past three games. They got rolled in Milwaukee. They got rolled in Golden State. They blew a lead against the Clippers, but they get they right the ship against a team where you know you may not see them, you may not know about them that much because they play in Orlando, they play in the Eastern Conference. Uh, but they've been playing some pretty decent ball, especially for where they are in the East. And, and Portland got a nice win. Uh, it should be noted that Orlando was also without Aaron Gordon, uh, their starting power forward. In addition to Dame's huge game, Nick Stauskas, as I mentioned, who had the great quote, also had a great game. And it was a brilliant first half from Stauskas. Five three-pointers, all of them in the first half. Terry Stotts even admitted after the game that the hot hand for Stauskas was such that he had to call some plays for him. And Stauskas, once again, kind of being the player that I thought Seth Curry was going to be for this team, where he he's making threes, he's also doing a bunch of different things with the ball. And I think part of it is that Curry is coming off an injury, that he hasn't been so good. But uh, you got to give Stauskas his due for what he's brought to the table. And uh, he has, has really helped elevate that second unit. And he did it again last night. You know, it hasn't been a thing where he's shooting the lights out every single game, and that's never going to happen. But the fact that you can rely on him to come off the bench in a game in the end of November against a pretty solid team that was outplaying you to keep you in the game, that's what Stauskas did. And, and he's had a couple of games like that where he's really been balling. So uh, Orlando, to their credit, had a pretty good offensive game aside from turnovers. But Portland really outgrinded them going to the free throw line. That's a huge that's, – that's Dame. That's a lot of Dame right there getting to the free throw line. And – Portland as a whole uh, had struggled getting to the line a little bit. They, they were pretty much outplayed in that area by the Clippers the other night. So for them to outplay the Magic and get some more free throws in them and get some more free points was really good, aside from the, the 10 free throw misses in the fourth quarter, which I think will prove to be 
an anomaly. You know, I don't think that that is indicative of what this team is because for a lot of the season, this team had been shooting the best free throws in the league. So uh, I don't think there's too much to read into the free throw woes from last night other than what Terry Stott said after the game is shit happens. So um, we're going to take a quick, quick break. We're going to highlight just how good Damian Lillard has been so far this season and what his season looks like after uh, last night's incredible performance. Welcome back to Locked On Blazers, and today's show is brought to you once again by Action Heat. Action Heat is the best battery-heated clothing on the market, heat on demand with the touch of a button. It's getting cold out there. If you still want to go do your camping, your, your hiking, or you want to just you know, be outside and be comfortable. Action Heat has exactly what you need. They reach temperatures of up to 135 degrees. It's kind of like a heated car seat. And the 5-volt lithium-ion battery lasts up to 12 hours on each charge. And it's perfect for any gift, especially if you love the outdoors, you're a skier or snowboarder. And as I mentioned, if you're just a normal person who doesn't like being cold, Action Heat can do that for you. They have heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, even undergarments. And it's available in men's and women's with with different styles and different models. And the best thing about Action Heat is that if you're a Locked On listener, you can get a special deal at Action Heat. Get 25% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on and use coupon code locked on at checkout to save 20% if you don't go to that website. So stay toasty warm while you enjoy all the outdoor activities this summer, or if you just want to be warm while you watch basketball. Uh, And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. So Damian Lillard is currently seventh in the NBA in points per game. He is fourth in total points scored. And he's doing that while playing a career low 34.9 minutes a game. So playing under 35 minutes has been a rarity for Dame in his career. And he's still as prolific as ever, as efficient as ever. And, And he's improved some some spots in his game as well and he he just does this every single year and I know that we talk about his leadership and we talk about the intangibles but uh you know I I also want to bring it back to just how good he's been and kind of highlight some things that he's done differently this season that I think you know just speak to his improvement uh his mid-range efficiency is more or less the same than it has been for the last couple of years which have really helped him stay healthier not drive to the basket as much hit the deck as much which is something that he wanted to kind of cut out from his his younger years because it's not uh you know it's not the key to longevity falling on on the ground and he's been doing a great job of attacking the rim but not uh kind of going all out and 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 hitting the deck super hard and that i think has been a really big change in his game over the last three to four years but um one really interesting thing i talked about him finishing at the rim better that has uh been a thing this year but it's really not been that much but one of the more interesting things when i kind of did a deep dive in lillard's numbers so far is 
and, and I think this speaks to kind of the change in philosophy this year or a change in mindset from both him and C.J. McCollum, is Dame has been assisted on 53% of his three-pointers, and that would be the highest mark since the 2013-14 season when he had to share the ball with everybody, you know, with Wes, with Batum, with LaMarcus, with Mo, Mo Williams, with Robin, you know, all those guys. That there were a lot more mouths to feed with that group, and it's kind of like that this year a little bit. Not obviously on the same level, you know. They're not going twenty three, twenty seven and three, or whatever they did twenty four and five. That would that that group did. They're they're not quite that great, but it has been, uh, you know, a really interesting season for Dame. So I think what just to put that stat into context. That says to me what we've been seeing. It confirms what we've been seeing when we watch the games, and that, that is the ball is moving more, and Dame is is using his teammates more this year to help find gaps in the defense. He's trusting the pass, finding open pockets, finding little leaks in transition to get threes, and I think it's it's just a testament to, to Portland's improved ball movement this year which it's still not great compared to the rest of the league in turn or at least the volume is not as high as a lot of other teams but Dame has has really done a good job of taking a step back to then also get some open threes and you know a lot of his threes are always going to come unassisted those pull-up threes out of the pick and roll that is never going to go away but the fact that he's finding more open looks and his teammates are creating more looks for him makes the game easier and uh that just speaks to again Dame being a collaborative talent a guy that puts the team first and uh knows how to be a star but also knows how to fit in and a lot of people talk about that with Steph Curry and and they should because he's absolutely that but uh, I don't think anybody in the game is is as great at balancing that as Dame is uh, as Dame and Steph are I think they're one and one a when it comes to that stuff and uh, I think that really means great things for this Blazers team I, I know that they're in the middle of the pack right now they're currently fifth in the Western Conference, but I really, it really does, I think, speak to Damon just how good he can be and, and how he knows how to press the buttons. And, and it's just, uh, it deserves praise. It deserves saying because it's not something, it is something that we've seen with Dame over the past few years, but it's not something that everybody in the NBA sees. It's not something that everybody is a fan of a team sees. And I think it's important to put into perspective how special it is. So Portland is currently one game behind the Denver Nuggets. They're one and a half games out of first. And there are some games tonight, Golden State at Toronto, which could be trouble for them. They're going to be without Stephen Curry. And that game's going to be on TNT if you want to watch that. And then the first place Clippers are going to be at Sacramento. So Portland's gap between themselves and the top of the conference could close between now and Friday night's game, which is going to be a big one against the Denver Nuggets. We're going to let you know how that Nuggets team is doing when we come right back with more Locked On Blazers. We'll have our final segment talking about Portland and the Nuggets on Friday night. And we're back here for our final segment of Locked On Blazers on this Thursday. And we're going to talk about Portland's opponent on Friday night. They will welcome in 
the Denver Nuggets uh, division opponent, division game, the first matchup between these two teams this season, and uh, a very good Denver Nuggets team. I mean, I was a little skeptical about where they would finish. I was skeptical about their ability to defend. I was skeptical about a lot of things about this Denver team, being that they have kind of been everyone's favorite next team for a a couple of years, and they've really failed to deliver on that. But it seems that finally this year with head coach Michael Malone reportedly on the hot seat and and things like that, that this team has kind of come together. And they're currently third in the NBA in defensive rating, and they're seventh in the NBA in offense. So they've really put two things together. They've done this with Will Barton missing basically the entire season up to this point. They've done a great job of bouncing back and and they had a little bit of a rough patch after a really strong start, but they did an excellent job of putting it behind them by blowing out the Lakers at home on Tuesday night by 32 points. So uh, the Nuggets are a very fierce opponent, and and Portland is going to have their hands full in a Friday night affair that's going to be on ESPN. Uh, Jokic, as you probably know by now with Denver, is the engine that makes them go, but one of the biggest differences for the Nuggets this season has been their depth, that they have a lot of guys that they can bring off their bench that they trust that can come in and make an impact. Uh, Malik Beasley had had 20 points the other night uh, against the Lakers. You have point guard Monty Morris, who's a rookie, who who has been really good. He's even started a game for them this year. Uh, really solid backup point guard. You have Juancho Hernan Gomez, who has stepped into the starting lineup and, and really provided lots of good two-way play for the Nuggets. Trey Lyles, a, another younger bench player who, who's finding ways to contribute. And, and that's kind of been... The recipe for the Nuggets, not unlike what the recipe has been for the Blazers a lot of this season, where you know they have the guys that you know about, but they really have been able to come at you in waves, this Nuggets team. So uh, even though they might be without a key player, Gary Harris is currently questionable for the Nuggets. They have a lot of different guys that can really come at you that can score, that can defend. And as long as they have Jokic out there, they're going to be formidable. And and even when Jokic has been off the floor, they have been pretty solid. So uh, obviously it also goes without saying for the division, this is a huge game because that's a type. And then also for the Western Conference standings, uh, these games are huge because right now Denver is in third. They're a half game ahead of Portland. And when the season comes down to the end, which it has for the last two years in the Western Conference, these these games really matter. These tiebreakers really matter. So I, I wouldn't say that it's a you know a playoff type game, but as far as uh, early games it, at the end of November go, this is as close as it gets for the Trailblazers. So uh, and they've had some you know they had some rough games against the Lakers, who are also in their division. So if they can get some more tiebreakers going in their favor, that will help them with seeding when the spring comes. So. Uh, this Nuggets team is very strong. They're strong on both ends. They're playing good ball, and uh, they might have Gary Harris back tomorrow, so they might be even healthier as well. So uh, Portland's going to have their hands full. Obviously, you know the Nurkic storylines and, and all that, Nurkic-Jokic, and, and I think 
you know, Jokic has kind of had his number as of late, but Nurk obviously uh, will probably want to show his team. And then you've also got Mason Plumley on the other side. He's another one of the guys on that Denver bench that I was talking about that has been really good. He's even shooting threes this season. So so Plumley has been a really nice add. He, he seems to be a little bit healthier this year. So uh, just a really strong, deep team. And I'm really interested to see the those bench matchups, Zach Collins and Myers Leonard against the front court for the, the bench front courts for the Nuggets, like Trey Lyles and, and Plumley. So I'm excited for this matchup. I think it's going to be a very well-played game. And it's Circumstantially, it's a huge game. So uh, that game's going to be on ESPN, televised nationally. So if you're not in the Portland area, you'll be able to catch that one on TV. And that is going to do it for this edition of Lockdown Blazers. There's no Blazers injuries really to touch on other than what we've talked about this week. And Portland has a huge game against Denver coming up on Friday. So we will talk with you maybe before then. Uh, But... We will have another podcast before the end of the week. So until next time, leave us a review. Hit me up on Twitter at Eric underscore Gunderson and read all the stuff that I'm writing about the Lakers, even if you hate them, uh, because they're actually competing with the Blazers this year. So uh, until next time, uh, have a great Thursday and a great rest of your week.